Bonjour, je suis le grand What is this for? Like in the middle of it? Yeah, in the middle, we're just going to put it in there like, hey, thanks for listening. Don't not, forget. We're to... not talking like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I refuse to make it sound like a commercial. Yeah. We just got to tell everyone that they need to follow us on social media at Pick Freaks on TikTok and Instagram and to give us five star rating. You can roast us, but don't give us less than five stars. Yeah. That's all we have to say. So just say that. Is there any, go. Yeah, if you're uh, language, you're listening, just cut what I said and put it on there. Method. Who cares? Muzzy now comes with four videos, two audios, a script book, parents' guide, a new exciting CD-ROM, plus this free bonus with your paid order. It's weird that you're on the same time as us, Owen. No, I'm a, I'm an hour ahead of you still. Oh, Nashville so, is an yeah, hour it's eight forty-seven here. How did you find wine? Uh, room, <laughs> room service <laughs> brings you a whole bottle if you ask for it. What bed did you choose uh, and why? I chose the, the one closest to the wall. Oh, really? Probably because it's just closer. <laughs> I don't know. You choose the one closest to the door? You some sort of psycho? <laughs> yeah, what, what, are you afraid someone's going to pop in and kill I, you? There's Dennis? a better chance I'll survive if they do. I feel like there's a worse chance. Man, this is going to be a nightmare. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> no, no worries. Just to get back into the um, topic at hand, Masters of Air. Oh, and something I want you to think about while we talk about this show is if you were on one of these warplanes, how you would handle it just based on your technical ability to get this like <laughs> computer working before the record. Imagine that stress times 20,000 of trying to get a plane working while, <laughs> while being attacked well, by the Germans. Well, yeah. I'll first try to get the wheels down and grab the crank. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Turn all the switches off and on like I did. And then when that doesn't happen, then I'm going to do a wheels up landing and record from my phone. Seems to work out. Man, you got the jargon down. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you? I like planes. All right. Well, on that note, we this week are talking about Apple Plus's new show, Masters of the Air, which as of recording this, I think has released four episodes. Quick synopsis. During World War II, five miles above the ground and behind enemy lines, 10 men inside a bomber known as a flying fortress battle unrelenting flocks of German fighters. Is that a fair synopsis based on what I saw in episode one? That's kind of general. Well, what more do you want? I think that gets you the, yeah. the idea. Okay, so yeah, it's a bunch of guys fighting in World War II handling. Line Did you watch from the line show? breaking down? <laughs> no, I mean, that's the gist. Guys in airplanes in World War II. I couldn't say it better than myself. All right, well, anyways, we settled on this pick, A, because it's relevant, and B, because Owen here is a certified plane freak. He actually says it on record in the podcast coming out tomorrow. Uh, Owen, what does this stem from? As a guy who didn't fly until he was 20 <laughs> yeah. years old. <laughs> so, uh, 21, it was my first flight. I was obsessed with flying forever, and I wanted to fly airplanes before I even gotten on one. And I think it's the lack of flying that got me so into actually flying. Never being on a plane, it was just a mystery to me, and it seemed so cool. But I still really... Really into So when you step on like a frontier flight, you're getting all jacked <laughs> up like this is sick. <laughs> <laughs> well, we put it this way, on the way back from Hawaii, the boys we were on Delta flight and Delta I guess always ask kids if they want to sit in the cockpit. <laughs> and I was really bummed that they didn't ask me if I want to sit in the cockpit. Yeah. So Buddy said no, too, and I was with Buddy, and Sarah, Jack said yes, so Sarah was with Jack, so she got to see it. Oh, yeah. They've done that with my kids before, and it is pretty sweet. It's, like, very yeah. scary, though. Buddy didn't know what they were asking, so he was pretty upset after he found like, out. You should like, clothes with them, walk down your knees, <laughs> and be like, yeah, I'll check out the cockpit. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, but that was a good question to ask because I was like, there's people that are into things like people like trains, planes. And I was trying to think like, what is, what is my equivalent of like, what? Well, first, well, first you have to have a little touch of like autism yeah. like I have because uh, I also enjoy trains. Really? It's big machines, man. Yeah. They get, my grandpa was really into trains. What do you like? So I don't know if it's. I just, guess, what do you like about planes? Is it the mechanical part or like that they can fly? Yeah. Or probably the probably the <laughs> flying part because I love the eagles. <laughs> so I like birds. I like planes. Do you like Bluey? Uh, if you guys ever see Love on the Spectrum, <laughs> so I was a cast cast member on that. <laughs> on that note, I watched I watched this first episode of Masters of the Air with Megan and while I was watching it she was like rifling off facts about World War Two and planes oh, and explaining the everything worst guy to me. To do that too, I'm and sure. she she Yeah, I didn't really care, but she described herself as a bit of an autist too when it comes to this stuff. Oh and and funny enough, she not only loves planes, she is more infatuated with aircraft carriers. The giant boats that carry these. Do you like those too? I can get into that. For sure. Like she loves a good aircraft carrier movie. Like Top Gun was like. Oh, I was thinking of those really big. Okay. Aircraft carriers. The ones that are actually carrying the jets. They're on the water. They're from the Navy. And they like carry the fighters. Yeah. Yeah. Big plane. (laughs) Yeah. Those really big honking plane. (laughs) Those buses in the air. Yeah. Um, No, I like aircraft carriers too. I think it's just anything military based that's like that is that's interesting to me. I also love World War II, so it's like, I don't know. It, and I'm so opposite, but I just, Dennis touched on it for a second. I'm just curious, what are you guys like on a flight? Like, Dennis, how does a flight go for you, a commercial flight? Um, I can never sleep. Uh, I, think I, I think I think too much about the person next to me and how I should be <laughs> acting um, <laughs> and like the armrest and all that sort of stuff, so... <laughs> that's probably it and then i debate getting a drink every time but i'm too cheap so i never get a drink and Ooh. but my recent flights lease has been sitting with my kids and i sit by myself so then i feel kind of guilty um, how'd you score that because there's like only three people in a row and then oh one. right yeah and she's like she's got this thing where she's like well i'm the mom everyone's gonna look at me if you sit with them and like blah 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 i'm like yeah you're right yeah so Damn, so your plane ride is just a ton of guilt <laughs> yeah. and like making sure you make the guy next to you feel comfortable before yeah. yourself. Okay. And then I and then I whatever I'm watching, I'm like get really freaked out if there's any sort of like nudity or um, oh, someone's yeah. taking their shirt off or something like oh, that. Oh yeah. All right. Well, let me walk you through a typical flight with me really quick. So you have to get to the airport like three to four hours early before the flight. <laughs> You, you you race through the security and to the gate just so you can like put your mind at ease. Like I'm here. I can't miss this flight. I'll hear them. You find a bar closest to the gate. You try to drink. You don't normally drink IPAs, but you'll try to get like some kind of giant IPA to calm your nerves or drink one or two of them before the flight. Uh, you jump on the flight and then all of a sudden you're a tall guy on a Spirit Airlines flight. I'm always on Spirit <laughs> Airlines or Frontier, and I'm just super uncomfortable, usually in the middle seat for whatever reason. And then I am—I usually take a pee before I jump on the flight or try to get one in before they like start like loading up the flight on the plane. Um, and if I don't, I would say about 20 minutes in, I'm kind of turned to dentist mode where it's like, well, I got to pee, and this person next to me, they're half asleep and don't speak English. Like, how do I get them to budge and wake up? Yeah. It's pretty much a nightmare. I never sleep. I can't watch anything. I just kind of. I think what would change your life is you just kind of go, you got to pay for the aisle seat. I've done that. I'm in the same situation where I'm like, I need, if I need to pee, it's going to ruin the flight. Just got to get the aisle yes. seat. Yes. Yes. I agree. My favorite in-phone activity or in-flight activity is I just go through my phone and delete old pictures. Dude, I actually so like many, an hour and a half. So time. many people do that on flight because I'm always looking at what other people are doing, and so many people do that. Yeah, I I never do that because you don't have to worry about internet. It's very productive. It's like this weird, satisfying thing to do on a flight. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I think most people that do that don't have any movies downloaded or anything. So they're just looking for something to do. So they're shuffling through their pictures. Uh, but a flight for me is, I I thought I was high strung. You both sound way more high strung. I could fall asleep on planes. I typically don't care who's next to me. Well, you're in heaven, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> your like, happy place. Finally, baby. Daddy's uh, home. So <laughs> I do love planes. So um, I don't like long flights, though. Those will they'll drive me nuts. But I'm always trying to get an aisle seat just for the same reason, because I have to pee a lot. And if I'm ever in the middle, it's always a nightmare because the person at the aisle seat is always asleep. Especially if you're at the window, that is, that's the worst. And yeah. similar to the movies, it's nice to just be able to like stand up every once in a while. Like even if I don't have to pee, just like, okay, like I, my knees are starting to feel a little tight. Like I just need to walk for six seconds yeah. and I'll feel great. Yeah. And Dennis, <laughs> to touch on your alcohol, I've, I've recently, I'm always buying something on a plane and I just give in. I know it's like $17 or whatever, but I figured it's way more worth it to do that than just be miserable the whole plane. But this flight in, it was like an hour in, and you could add your card to the app, and they should charge the app. So the lady came to me, and she's like, oh, do you have your card on there? I said, yeah, I do. I just put it on right before the flight. And she's like, that's weird. It's not showing up. I'm like, oh, it is for me. And showed her, and I was like, I can't. I can't make the next move and just say like, oh, just take my credit card. So I put it on her to have to try <laughs> to ask me to get payment from me. And she never asked me. I didn't get charged for it at all. And I got two free drinks out of it. Oh, man. Nice. So she came back so that, twice and did it again. No, I ordered. Oh, like, oh then ordered. I'll take two. <laughs> no, I started with, I ordered, because I figured like those bottles of wine are normally like, they're a little bit bigger, but they're like too small. And one is just not enough. But these ones were like massive. So I got two free bottles oh, of wine. I took is wine. wine the move with on me. a flight. I feel like I never thought about drinking wine. It's all either I beer just thought, or I, liquor. On my most recent one, I got like like two of the mini bottles of like a Jack thing and just like got a Coke and it was like the perfect amount for a two hour yeah, flight. I think beer is the worst move because you're gonna yeah. be peeing the most. Yeah. So anything other than that is good. Wait, really quick, Dennis, just um, because you brought it up earlier. The one time I did pay for the first seat on a Spirit Airlines flight, it was an overnight flight from California to Cleveland, and I had the front seat. So it's on Spirit Airlines. It's not first class, but it's like by far the most premier seat in the plane, and I couldn't sleep or anything still. And the whole time, some guy, one of the flight attendants was a – a gay gentleman and he loved me and he just kept shoving mini bottles of liquor at me like oh. uncharged oh that's kind of he weird. must have given me six bottles of mini liquor no charge <laughs> and i'm like i don't know what i'm supposed to do with these i can't drink all of these right now my favorite part of the story is like just hoping that the guy was just a normal not a gay guy but kevin <laughs> thinks like oh this guy wants to fuck me for sure <laughs> but the thing is yeah i don't know what his end game was but yeah so did you return the favor kevin did you go to the bathroom <laughs> with him or I don't, what <laughs> i don't even think i drank any of the bottles he gave me uh wait let's get back to the show uh dennis so what were your thoughts on masters of the air before watching um, it these sort of drama pieces like World War II kind of always turn me off. Um, I think it's because I saw Dunkirk and I just didn't feel anything from that movie. And so ever since that movie, any any of this stuff turns me off. I tried watching Bands of, Bands of Brothers and I couldn't get into it. You thought it was going to be about the Jonas Brothers? <laughs> I thought it was going to be more like Inglorious Bastards. Um, I do like Saving Private Ryan though. So I think I, I, think I would like Band of Brothers. So I wasn't I wouldn't have watched the show um, if it wasn't for Owen's suggestion. So I am very similar to you, Dennis. I, this show clearly prides itself on like realism. Like they are, it's almost like a gilded age. Like the people who watch it, I think, are mostly enjoying the sets, the realism of the violence, the uh, the CGI in this was pretty fucking bad. And um, I personally don't watch any war stuff. Like I think the only thing I could think of is I saw Dunkirk, which I liked. I watched the Hurt Locker, which I'll tell you guys later, almost convinced me to sign up for the army. 
and then <laughs> Zero Dark Thirty, which is just a great movie. But that's so about I, you liked all of them. <laughs> no, the, those are the only three. I mean, how many oh. war movies have there been? Thousands. I mean, that's that's a lot of them. Kevin. Glorious Bastards. I wouldn't say like. Yeah, I guess I like that, but that's not even a war <laughs> movie. That's a Quentin Tarantino yeah. movie. Yeah. Half of it takes place <laughs> in a bakery. Yeah. Oh, and what was yeah. your thoughts before? This shit, he was pumped. I feel like, Den- I I feel, feel like Dennis is just hating this because he knows that I like it so much just to get back to me no, I, oh, for I, musicals and Hamilton. I did think about this and I'm like, I'm going to I'm gonna go in hating the show. But you'll see. My opinion is not what I thought it was going to be. So go ahead. Oh, and you don't even have to answer that question because this show is like if ChatGPT wrote a show for Owen, right? Yeah. It's kind of perfect. Yeah. No, but what I want to know... Um, did you like what are your favorite war movies, I guess, or shows? Well, Band of Brothers, I watched on the way to Europe, and I, I always I didn't know the background of that story. That is like hands down the best war series movie ever. That is so good. It's a whole, it's one story for you guys. I don't know if you guys know the background of it, but it's one troop that they followed to true story of these guys that have, were involved in like everything in World War II over in. Europe. Oh wow. And it's like really fucking impressive. So that one is awesome. Did you so that was your first time seeing it recently cuz you just went to Yes, the- so I just yeah, okay. I just saw it. So um outside of that I think Saving Private Ryan or Lone Survivor Dunkirk. <laughs> Literally like any war movie that's actually re- like good and not cheesy or corny. Give us one that's cheesy and corny. Um God, there is one Black Hawk that I had in American Sniper. Any of uh, yeah, no American Sniper was good. Black Hawk Down was a little cheesy, um, but the ones that are they have them on like Netflix. They don't make it to like the theaters or stuff like that. Those ones always suck. They like focus on like the love story or something like that rather than focusing on the war. H- have you seen um, what's going- Full Metal Jacket, the Stanley Kubrick like war movie? I don't think this is a famous one so. with like the the um, sergeant. What's like that one's not so much about war, Dennis, isn't it? More just about like the torture of going through boot camp or something. The first half is, and then the second half oh, is okay. the actual Vietnam War. But that movie's pretty good. We'll say or Pearl Harbor. I hated that. Oh yeah, that movie. Oh yeah, that was like that was like trying to capitalize off a of Titanic success, right? So that kind, those kinds of movies, I don't particularly like. Yeah, those are like almost like an action, more action. Where I feel like the good war movies are just a really good story, I guess. Um, yeah. So, oh, and you mentioned this. This Masters of the Air is by the same people who did Band of Brothers, Tom Hanks production company. They also did The Pacific. Did you watch The Pacific? Yeah, Pacific's good, not as good as Band of Brothers, though. Better or worse than Masters of the Air so far? So far, I think Masters of the Air, God, it's tough. And I think the reason why it's tough is how they're playing Austin Butler's character in this one. All right, well, let's not dig, let's not go into that. I want to ask you more about that. My next quick question is just Apple Plus. Did you guys already have Apple Plus? Yes. I did not. Some of my favorite shows are on Apple Plus, so... It it is the it's a weird combination. It has just nothing on it, but the stuff it has is good. It has like it's the most unsubscribe, resubscribe streaming service available. Yeah. Like I love Mythic Quest, I like Ted Lasso, but other than that, like they just don't have a catalog of things to watch. They kind of remind me of like HBO, like their quality now. I'm like, oh, they're coming out with a good show. I think they're up there with HBO. My favorite shows like Silo. Um, what's the one uh, that you just mentioned, Kevin, that I like? The morning show? No, the, the Adam Scott one. Severance. Severance. Severance Foundation. Oh, yeah, Severance is good. That hijack show, that was pretty good. But know. unlike Max or HBO slash Max, they just don't have that catalog of rewatchable stuff. Like, yeah. There's just no reason to subscribe to it all year round. It's like they five really bucks, need, though. Like, you kind of forget about it. It's not five bucks. Oh, I, I, that's what it was when it first came out, like two years ago. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> Cheap hasn't been looking at his bank statement. No. <laughs> I have been meaning to watch that Platonic show, though. Oh, and you watched that, right? Platonic was really good. It was it was funny. It's it's just really long, and to do a comedy for like whatever eight hours or whatever it is is a little tough. But we watched it all in one sitting. 
basically. Yeah, it's, it's the same guy who did Sarah Marshall and Neighbors and a few other ones. So I've been meaning to watch that. But yeah, all right. Just before we get into Masters of the Air, <laughs> I just wanted to gauge your guys' sense of history. And I just wanted to rifle through a quick game called Name That War. And I'm going to describe a war, and you guys just have to compete to see who can name that war first. Pretty simple. Amer- American wars? These are, no, these are not just American wars. Rarely is a war just America. I think it only happened once. I feel like there's going to be a question in here that I'm expecting. And if it's not in there, I'll be. I didn't prep that much. I'm just going <laughs> to name. Okay. I'm just going to name a war. I describe a war and you guys compete to tell me what it is. All right, ready? 1955 to 1975, a protracted conflict between. No. Owen? No. You can Dennis f- lost a pick. Finish it, because I don't know. What was the end year? It was a Cold War proxy war with significant impact on Vietnam and neighboring countries. Viet Cong? The Vietnam War was the answer. Oh, <laughs> oh 1955? Oh. I'm yeah. shocked that it was 55, too. I thought that that was like 60s. Yeah, in like 70s. Early, early 70s. All right, good start for you guys. I'm going to give <laughs> you uh, another related one. Yeah, 19- what are we playing for, though? How many hundred? hundred, not guns, a hundred... Grenades. Grenades. Okay, 100 grenades. Do either of you get any grenades? 1950 to 1953, I'm going to give you the countries. Fought between North Korea, Korean supported War. by China. <laughs> Was it and South Korea? Okay, Dennis gets it. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know anything about any of these wars. Uh, my grandpa was in Korea. Just... He had a sticker on the back of his truck that said, I was in Korea. <laughs> <laughs> I had no clue what that meant when I was little. I'm like, what? <laughs> Grandpa, like you I, were where? And you're like, Grandpa, I was in Outer Banks. <laughs> I was in Blood Gulch in Halo. <laughs> I, ran, I ran a 5K. Yeah. See my sticker. All right. Number three, a series of conflicts led by Napoleon Bonaparte of France involving various European powers. The Spanish War? R- oh, that sounds right. right. Spanish War? Napoleon? It's 1803 to 1815. It's called the Napoleonic Wars. I don't know if that's a proper term. That's uh, Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> that's, Did you guys see that movie, Napoleon? Dynamite or just Napoleon? No, with uh, Joaquin Phoenix that just came out. Uh, I really want to see it, so I'm hoping it's on my flight back. It's coming out in Apple I want to Plus. watch Napoleon Dynamite. It was like the 20th anniversary this year. Oh, that would have been a movie. good indie movie, Kevin. I remember seeing that movie in theaters with Owen. I do, too. Yeah, You guys are out of the curve seeing that movie in like seventh grade. I know. I don't know theaters. why we That's saw that That's kind of impressive. Movie. Yeah. It, it definitely was like a cultural moment, but still kind of impressive for it to be on your radar as a seventh grader. I, I wasn't on my – I think my – who – my parents took us. I don't know, or did we? Do I don't know. I, I I remember. I really wanted to see it. Oh, maybe Owen knew. Yeah. All right. This one. Here's a longer war. Number four. One's ten ninety six to twelve ninety one. A series <laughs> of religious wars sanctioned by the oh. Latin Church in the medieval period. It aimed to replace the Holy Land from Muslim control and hold <laughs> lasting impacts on European and Middle Eastern history. The, uh, we should know that. We wait, should wait. know this because what's going on right now and if we have any something any Dennis oh, on the tip of my tongue you're close so I'm gonna let you struggle with this this is not the really... crucible it's uh you're really close yeah it's not the crucible the crucible is a book and the movie yeah, with Daniel Day Lewis the... wait Kevin what was the question let I me really Google know this because really of the, the Mel Gibson's or not Mel Gibson uh Mel Brooks it's called the Crusades. The Crusades, yes. <laughs> uh, I feel like you should give that to Dennis. That was close All enough. All right, Dennis has a hundred grenades for the Crucibles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. Nineteen ninety 1990 to nineteen ninety one, the Gulf, year you guys were Gulf born. War. There's one more word I'm looking for. A conflict triggered by Iraq's invasion of Kuwait, leading to a coalition coalition of nations, primarily led by the United States. There's one more word I'm looking for, Dennis. It, what country or what area? The Middle East Gulf War. <laughs> Not quite right. The Persian Gulf War. Oh. But you get on. You get 300 grenades. Thanks. All right, Owen. 
better study up on your history. Dennis just dominated. You it. didn't mention World War Two, and I was really I just kept <laughs> waiting for you to to throw in a like war, the War on Drugs song lyric to have that put in there. <laughs> no, but I like you bringing up the War on Drugs, so that's a great. Yeah, intro. that would have been a good war. That's what I. That's what. I, that's what I thought was the question. That's why I said I think that I know what Kevin's going to ask. So all right, Dennis wins. Name that war. Let's get into what we watched. Masters of the Air. I will say up front, I've only watched one episode. There are four out now. Dennis, what have you watched? I've only watched one. And Owen? I watched everything that's out so far. So I think, yeah, three episodes. All right. Well, I'll give you a quick spoiler. I don't know if I'm going to watch the rest. So Owen, feel free to throw out any no, spoilers. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> I'm in, I like this show. I'm into it. All right, well, the quick synopsis of episode one, just to recap really quickly. Actually, Dennis, can you recap it for me? Because I'd be curious to hear how you recap (laughs) this episode. Okay. Uh, There's two guys named Buck and Bucky. Um, (laughs) And they join a war, World War II, and they're on a plane. They're in a plane. First of all, they have these big planes called fortresses, which I didn't know. Mm. And... They were in, they went over to the UK and they basically have mission to go bomb Germany. And they show, this is the first episode, they show how they're going to bomb Germany. But they're all like new guys and it shows like how janky the planes are and all this sort of stuff. So that's basically it, right? That's pretty good. It sounded a little bit like a fourth, four-year-old explaining something. <laughs> I kept wanting to, I kept wanting to ask you like, Dennis, do you want macaroni for dinner after this? <laughs> But no, that was pretty good. Yeah, it, like you kind of cut to like the core of it. Like this is just showing how flaky everything was, how uncertain everything was, what the relationships were like, how cocky. Megan made a good point that like all these people grew up with their parents going to the war. So like they were kind of like set on going to war. Like that was like their destiny was like to do the same thing as their fathers did. Yeah. They, a lot of pride going into it. And then a lot of realization like, holy shit, this is actually what's fucking happening. There's a 30% chance I'm going to die. It is kind of crazy how none of them are, like, scared to die. Maybe they just didn't know or, like, yeah, you're right, where it's, like, not looked, it's not frowned upon, I guess. You almost, like, it's Yeah, it's a, almost, who's the guy from Forrest Gump? It's a sense of pride. Lieutenant like, Dan. Lieutenant Dan, yeah. It kind of explains, like, a Lieutenant Dan. Yeah. When you grow up with that. All right, now this is the most important question in the podcast. So these guys that we're watching in Masters of Air are from the 100th Bomb Group. Dennis, where did you get married? The 100th Bomb Group. <laughs> did you have any idea what that meant when you signed up? For no, that bomb, I, thought, that I thought it meant like 100 bombs, like they drop in bombs. I don't know. But I did hear that. I'm like, whoa, it's called the 100th Bomb Group, which is now called The Aviator. So another movie preference, but... They changed the name. Damn, I did not know that was the place. That's what the place was called that you got married at. You don't remember the plane? Remember it. A pl- were you oh, in the planes I back remember, then? I remember the planes. Yeah, I remember that. I was like, <laughs> this place is great. <laughs> well, ironically, um, this is a beautiful thing I just realized, completely full circle. Credit to Kev. Um, I worked for Lyft on the operations team. I was not a driver. I need to make that clear. And I worked for Lyft in Cleveland on the operations team. And you probably wonder when you're catching a flight and getting picked up from an airport, where these Lyft drivers are coming from. They don't just come from a random street. They have them all in a queue sitting in a parking lot. And the reason I'm mentioning this is um, the 100th Bomb Group where Dennis got married is this little venue in Cleveland. And right next to it is the parking lot where they would store all the Lyft drivers waiting for airport rides. And you would go to this parking lot and it was like a fucking war scene because there would be a hundred Lyft drivers there hanging out in their cars all day. There would be like groups of like Palestinian guys in one corner. Then there'd be like a group of Mexican guys in the other end of the parking lot. And they would be like hanging out in their respective things, destroying the porta potties, piling up trash. It was every bit like war, these Lyft drivers. It was the closest thing I've seen to battle. (laughs) Man. Do you think that's? Can you imagine that? Yeah, like you're. Yeah, they're 
They're always coming from an area like so that. So there is, there is a similarity to these people that want to be Lyft drivers. They think they're signing up just to drive. Well, you know, I'm going to make some money. Yeah. I'm going to start driving these people. They actually get into it. They're like, this is nothing. Yeah. I it's I almost like, for. yeah, they have to, you know, they're at, they're at their home base, which is the UK or this parking lot. And <laughs> the mission is you got to fly to Germany and then come back, which is the airport, you know. Yeah. And in between, you just have all this time to kill and you like, you just make alliances and feuds and get in fights. And yeah, it was kind of, I didn't realize that, but it's kind of fascinating. All right. Well, let's wow. talk about the uh, characters in this. So Austin Butler plays Major Gail Buck Cleven or Clevin. So that Dennis coined a term recently, and I'm going to give him an opportunity to spotlight it. So we talked about Austin Butler a lot, which is a name I didn't really know about until that Elvis movie, which I haven't seen, but never really heard about him. Have you guys heard about him before that, Elvis? I just remember him. I think he was on Disney Channel. Yeah. And so, no. oh, and do you remember him? No. It, the first time that I heard of him was also from, from Elvis and the fact that he can't lose his Elvis <laughs> yeah. accent. I've heard that. He, took, he had like a speech coach to lose it. I, I don't think he lost it. No, I think he still has like it. He still it. has it. Yeah. He still has it. Um, wait, I'll, I'll mention really quickly that I hated Austin Butler for those exact reasons. I'm like, look at this fucker. He's playing Elvis. He's just a pretty face they got in the role. But then I watched him on SNL and he like had this wonderful performance where he like poured his heart and soul into it. And then I went on a wormhole and watched him on Hot Ones. And he was just like so sweet and like charming and just like really sincere so I'm like, all right, I'm starting to come around on this guy. And then I heard an interview where Denzel Washington was talking about Austin Butler. And it said, he said, he's like, this kid's got it. He's one of the hardest working kids in Hollywood. Like, so I'm like, all right, I'm in on, but I'm in on Butler. Yeah. Like I, this it, guy is more I, than just a pretty face. I kind of came to the, cause you mentioned him a lot and how much you liked him. And I, I was thinking about it and I'm like, he, he looks like someone you would hate in high school or like, just, just like a fucking douchebag. But then you're like, that person would never go acting. They would never go to acting class. So like this guy obviously wasn't like that in high school or whatever. Cause he, he must acted. have some pain behind that. <laughs> yeah. 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 So he wasn't like a, the coolest guy is not acting. So, and then I kind of like, all right, he's probably a normal guy. And then I saw, um, he's in Dune too, which I didn't know until like this week. And then you uh, like Dune too, right? Dennis. Dune too, guys. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mix it up. Um, <laughs> girls, for the record, but yeah, his name's been thrown everywhere, and so uh, I coined the term. You're you're a fan of Austin Butler. You're called a butthead. So, and I'm a, I'm on record as a butthead. I have yet to be impressed by any of his performances but he seems to have what it takes to become a brad pitt or a leo dicaprio and i'm all in i'm a butthead oh and are you a butthead yeah i'm also a butthead i i don't know how much i like your story of him or denzel washington saying that he's the hardest worker and this guy has it and that gives a whole another level of respect for him mm -hmm. so his acting performances though so far have been like I feel like they just hire him to be like the suave guy. And I don't know if I like it that much. He's kind of in that Leo Titanic area right now where it's like he kind of has to play these heartthrob characters where like I'm waiting for his Brad Pitt in his 40s. Like that's where yeah. he's really going to shine. I think they just need to like dial it down a little bit. They turn it up too much. They have to bring it down to like a six, but let him like just shine through just being Austin Butler, not overhyping. Have you seen what he looks like in Dune 2? He's bald and he's like just pure white and has black teeth. And you have to imagine there were so many people in his camp telling him not to do that. Like this is <laughs> this is bad for your image. <laughs> he's like, fuck you. No, I'm excited because you then you kind of look past. How, you're going to see his actual acting. Not so much like the way he looks. Nah, dude, that he, he sounds hotter than ever. <laughs> bald, bald dude, black teeth too. <laughs> that's what he says so what did you think about his role or performance in just masters of air so far what you've seen i wasn't impressed like he just seems like he's playing very straight and like very boring 
Yeah, I think Sarah pointed out something that I couldn't unsee. And I think that it's turned me off from it so far is that he's the only one that has his bomber jacket, like with a collar popped. (laughs) Every other one of them have it pulled down. And as soon as she said that, I was like, I I didn't even notice that. And it drove me nuts. It's like, they need to stop playing him like this amazing. Like the Fonz. Yeah, Yeah. they're basically kind of carrying around like Elvis. It's like, these people weren't like Elvis, like. These exactly. It's die. like they're like, oh, he played Elvis. He has to play Elvis as mm-hmm. an airplane oh. pilot now. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, it's too early to tell if I'm really gonna like him. I think I'm gonna like his character because he's kind of he's the main character, not the narrator though. So mm-hmm. I think that the narrator like really liked him. So I think he's gonna be awesome in the sh- show. So we'll see. There's a narrator. The yeah, the narr- narrator is the guy that gets uh, uh, plane sickness. Oh. Cro- Cros. Crosby? Cros, Crosby. I think it's- Harry Crosby. Yeah. I didn't catch that until the second time, second watch. No, Megan had explained it to me because it's like a common trope with these band of brothers. Like, There's like a narrator who isn't necessarily being shown on camera that's kind of following the story. So that'll probably make you think a little it's- bit, Dennis. You probably enjoy this, this more. Do they... Um- when they do these shows, do they try to show like, okay, it's coming from this one narrator who wasn't like the main hero, you know? Does he are they over exaggerating yes. things like from hit like maybe it's not truly how it happened, but like how it happened in the eyes of this guy? Sure. So the Band of Brothers was written I think they are all the main character in Band of Brothers, I think, wrote the book too. So it's kind of more of him. And then from the Pacific, it wasn't the main character. I think he was kind of like second character, but I don't know. I guess it's hit or miss. <laughs> I think they go they go on to, if they live, they go on to write a write a novel, and then they end up making a show out. No, but I just wonder, like, do they do the show over exaggerated? Because like almost like how a story this guy's told the story. Yeah, so from many the lens times. of a beta watching an alpha, like yeah. wow, this guy just took control of the situation. He was perfect in every way. Like yeah. No, yeah. I I think there is an unreliable narrator, is what you're looking like for. There's, Dennis. Yes. there's four fighter or four planes coming right at us, shooting, 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 but they didn't destroy it. Where it's like And he just smiled and took a sip of his whiskey and blew them right off <laughs> of the planet. Baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sending you to jailhouse rock. <laughs> yeah, I think we could all re- relate with the narrator in this one because he's the guy puking in the back, making the yeah, mistakes the and saying he, he can't do any of this. So he's just, he has an eye for Austin Butler. So that he's probably like, you guys have to cast the hottest guy you can <laughs> <Yeah>. find. <laughs> Dude, how do they... How do they know to cast like Austin Butler, who's in like you hear his name all the time, and then this other dude that was in Saltburn, uh, Barry Barry Keegan? Yeah, like that guy's everywhere now. It just happens yeah. out of nowhere, and he's like in four different things. Yeah, I, I think he he was really hot after Banshees of Inisherin. Yeah, um, and I think it's just kind of lining up perfectly for him. I think it's just it's pure coincidence. Yeah. Yeah, if Saltburn didn't Saltburn wasn't supposed to be a huge movie. I think it's just because uh what's his face is the Euphoria guy. Yeah, I think I think I think he's just a talented actor that is just getting in a few right roles in a row and it's just pure coincidence. Yeah. Um but let's talk about his character more. His character didn't really do anything, right? Barry Keegan's character? Yeah. At least not in the first episode. He uh, he was a pilot, but he didn't really do anything. Barely yeah, he talked. wasn't he wasn't in it much. Does he become more of a uh, central character? Not, no, not, re- no. not really. No, he dies. Find- right? I think. Well, he well, Kevin gave it Come away. On, he dude. said you were going to give it away. Oh, sorry. I, I honestly didn't mean to do that, Dennis. How do you know he dies? Um, I was told. Third party. <laughs> I, I was told though that's a common thing in these band of brothers. Don't get like for sure used to any characters well yeah, yeah but you'll, you'll lose some characters you really like so who knows how how long austin butler is even in it all right so, sorry dennis i feel guilty about that but i do want to say that i think it just goes to show that like they had no idea how popular this guy would be at the time of the release had they known they would have given him a hundred more lines i agree i think they would have had played him as the narrator mm-hmm 
I'm sorry again, Dennis. It's all right. <laughs> I, think, I think that happens. Um, I just right, who's, your, who's the third party telling you a spoiler here? Megan. She watched the whole thing. Oh. You didn't watch yeah. it with her? No, I don't like war shit. <laughs> uh, Put on uh, King Star- Queens again, Megan. Daddy wants to relax. <laughs> You guys don't like you guys don't like war shit. You just like musicals. I love musicals. No. <laughs> I saw, except Mean Girls, the musical sucked. Don't go see that one. Um, the star of this show is Callum Turner, who I had seen in a few different movies before this, and he's always been great. But I'm curious what you guys thought of Major John Bucky Egan. I like. He's my favorite character in this show so far, and I think I think that's going to continue. I don't think I'm going to turn into saying that Austin Butler was the better character. No, I don't think so either. Dennis, what did you think of him? Bucky. Um, I don't remember anything. I'm Googling. I, he's do a leap. He was the boyfriend. one with the mustache. I didn't know he was. Can we? Can we? No way. Really? Yeah. Do a Can we talk boyfriend. about? Oh, really? Yeah. That guy? I didn't know that. He's been in a few other movies that I've seen. I can't think of them, but the one of them I would highly recommend for you guys to watch. So I will figure out what that was. But. Um, his name is Callum Turner, and I wanted to get – I kept calling up a blank knockoff in my head, a celebrity knockoff, and I'm wondering if you guys can guess which celebrity it was. Dennis, what do you think? Miles Teller. I'm looking at no, his picture right now. No, not Miles Teller. Um, <sighs> I actually thought the guy from American Nightmare, the boyfriend, was a Miles oh, yeah. Teller knockoff. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the guy from uh, Warrior, Kevin? That's who I'm thinking of. Tom Hardy or Joel Edgerton? Joel Edgerton. No. So I kept calling him a James Franco knockoff. No. No. Yeah, he gave me the same vibes as like a James Franco. I, I'm with Dennis on this. I don't think so at all. I think it was You're the mustache, have... the facial structure, not necessarily the acting, but the look. I feel like he looks more like Miles Teller with the mustache and facial structure. He's um 6'2", British, our age. Damn. Dennis, I'm surprised you don't remember this character. He was by far the most prominent character. In the <laughs> He's the episode. other buck. Yeah. yeah let's yeah. let's get into. Can we get into that part? Sure. The, the the nicknames. How ridiculous this character is, though. His name is Bucky, and he gave Gale Austin Butler his nickname Buck. He's like, you know, I saw this guy, and I was like, your your name is Buck because you look like Buck from that. Who would ever nickname? That's like Kevin <laughs> nicknaming Dennis Kev. Yeah, like that doesn't make any sense. All right, Dennis, you're Kev. I'm Kevin. As like, why would that is the most like conceited thing or weird thing to do? And I can explain it. Like, hey, I'm gonna come up with a device to make your name really easy for me to remember. So I'm gonna make it the exact same nickname <laughs> yeah. that I gave this that ever, this other guy had. That's so what? bizarre. I have a question though. When you think about your name, do you think about yourself? Yes. I don't. I think about... Uh, Do you think of Dennis the Menace? I think of Dennis the Menace, and then I think of uh, <laughs> Dennis Miller. If I were to hear Kevin, I don't know. I, first one that comes is Spacey, my guy. Um, Man, better line? That's insane. I guess that comes from a person. Owen isn't a For, very... Oh, yeah. You know, name. I don't know any famous Owens. Come Christmas time, I still okay. get people who go... <laughs> <laughs> I get people who go... Can slap their hands together and go, or slap their hands to the face and go, Kevin! Oh, and I'm like, God. you're still doing this? I'm like, you must have met like 450 Kevins in your life. <laughs> people, people, yeah, people do that to you, Kevin? Yes, every Christmas. <laughs> every Christmas that happens. Yeah, but... And I'm like, how many times have you done this? Where, where is this happening? Like Starbucks? Just like every like somebody like I'll meet somebody at work for the first time and they'll be like Kevin and I'll be like what have you done this with every Kevin you've ever met? It's like the fourth most common name. Oh like, my god, that's hilarious! It's like a, it that still feels happens. like a Larry David sketch, but he would actually say it to their face. Yeah, like what, you can't think of another Kevin. Um. Yeah. So, anyways, I like that character. I like that actor, and I'm gonna figure out what that other movie was, but. The only other character that stood out to me was who we believe is the narrator, the guy that got sick in the airplane in the first episode. Crosby. Crosby. Yeah. Dennis, did you have any other characters that stood out to you? Um, no. I I guess I don't remember <laughs> the show as well. I, I remember the main <laughs> scenes. Sound like it. 
I don't remember any. I I was more interested in just like the way the airplane. I felt like Owen, I guess, the way the airplane looked like worked and did they really? It like looked like a boat. They were just like running around in it, and and then I was thinking like, when was the airplane invented? Like this is like thirty years after the airplane was invented that they have an airplane like this. It's nuts. All right, I have a related question. There was a guy that looked like Johnny Manziel. Did you realize that guy? I I yes. think I kind of remember that. Like, do you know Johnny Manziel looks like? Yeah, like short. Just kind of yeah. Like what a, guy was it, Kevin? I do recall someone that does look like him, but I can't put my finger on it. I was like laying on the couch, like taking loose notes, and I remember like I had to like get up and like grab my phone just to write down that a guy looked like Johnny Manziel. So it must have been really like apparent that I I put forth that much effort just to write that down but um yeah, yeah those are the only characters owned did any other characters stand out to you no not not particularly is that maybe kind of how the show goes though you just like no hire big name actors it's just not like... not so much so this first time around i was like really trying to get a hold of everyone's name because they don't give a lot of background on people and they just throw like sergeant major co and they'll say their last name, not their first name. So you have to be very like on top of knowing who's who. So I, the second watch around, I made sure to try to keep track of everyone's name. And as it goes on, they're going to introduce probably different people. People are going to die. Someone's going to be more important later on. So why do you keep track of names? Move. So like look it up afterwards. I normally just like. So actually doing this podcast helped me out because I had to take a ton of notes. So I was like pausing every second to like try to catch on each person's name. Oh my gosh. You so. have very different viewing experiences. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I, I'd say the second, first watch around, it was too like confusing. It was hard to get, um, understand what was going on. So I didn't enjoy it as much. Second time around, it was good. I don't want to digress into this too much, but I'm trying to imagine what Dennis's viewing experience was like. All right, so he's in the car. His kids are in the back seat. No, he watched it. At, yeah, he <laughs> the phone is propped up against the cup holder. Um, he's in the line at McDonald's. It's usually it's usually about broken up into three different sessions where I'm watching <laughs> yeah. something, and it usually ends about 15 minutes before I come on the podcast. But <laughs> this one I watched Sunday night. I did fall asleep the last five minutes, so I have no clue <laughs> what happened the last five minutes. But I fall asleep every show. All right. Well, <laughs> I could just imagine Dennis watching, and then all of a sudden he sees a plane crash. He goes, whoa, that plane just crashed? <laughs> That's what... Who? <laughs> Who was on that? <laughs> exactly. All right. All right. Well, next thing I want to do is just rifle through a bunch of episode one highlights that stood out to me and just get your guys' thoughts on it. But before I do that, I have three crucial questions for you guys to answer um, that came up while watching this. One, could you cut it in the military? And part two of that question, what branch would you enlist in? Oh, and let's start with you. I could cut it in the Navy. I don't think I could cut it in Army or Marines. I just think it would be, just be too much. But Navy or Air Force, I think I potentially could do those. You are a very disciplined person. And I can yeah. see like if, if you're put in a role, you're going to get the job done. Yeah, I, li I like rules. I like structure. So I think that I like that. But I think the Marines and Army would just be too much. I definitely could cut it for that. But now if it comes to actual wartime, I don't think that I could cut it for a lot of these. So I don't know. I, I would like to – if I were to redo – actually, if I were to redo college, I think I probably would have gone to ROTC for the Navy. Because then you could also like look to becoming a pilot or just becoming something with uh, like ships, be a captain of a ship. And I think that that's, those are fun career paths. Yeah. Now, looking back, that would have been a great move. Just learn some discipline, stay in shape, have yeah. like real career skills. It's basically an inter internship. Dennis, so you think you would be, uh, fuck, what is it? SEAL? Navy SEAL, you said? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. Oh, I thought you said you would be like a Navy SEAL. Like you'd be the fucking guy that took down Bin Laden. You'd be the guy that would maybe. Um, yeah, two. two <laughs> I don't know. Dennis. Dennis is kind of like a two in the head kind of guy. No, I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. not. <laughs> no, I don't like death videos. Okay, I never said that. But I don't know. 
I th- I think in my brain I'm like, yeah, I could I could do it or whatever. But then I was thinking, I'm like, I would just think of a way to get out of the situation and you know, either like this guy this they're fucking insane. I'm not gonna do this or even though I don't really feel that way or something like that. I just kind of convince myself to not I don't think I could serve someone like that, I guess. Like the if everyone was doing the same thing, I would question everything too much. Yeah, you'd have to find a way. No, you would you would succumb to the mean and you would find your way to be individual, Dennis. You'd be like, Oh man, everybody likes this version of the national anthem. I want to hear <laughs> fucking Father John Misty's version of the national anthem before we go to like yeah, you'd be true. like find your like little ways that are like within the structure. So yeah. what branch would you enlist in? Um I did I, I there was a point like probably eight years ago. Where, Dennis would enlisted in like Delta Phi. Or Delta no, I, I looked into the Air Force. <laughs> I looked into doing it because I was like, I'm like, it was one day where I'm like, I'm over my career path. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked into, I'm like, what if I, is it, am I too old for the Air Air Force? I was like 25 at the time. Probably I've not. been on that Reddit thread before, Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> they'll be like, hey, as long as you're willing to serve and yeah. you're 28, they'll be happy yeah. to have you. But for the record, you're going to be with 17 year old kids and they're going to be idiots. Yeah. So. So I I would choose Air Force, I think. Air Force is notably like the smartest, safest, best career-wise route from what I've heard. Um, Personally, I there was a point right after college where I was unemployed and I just watched The Hurt Locker and I'm like, fuck, I could could just sign up for this, get some career experience. So I signed up for a call with an enlister at the Navy and I remember taking a call in my parents' backyard. They were just like asking me questions. And I, I, the interview was going just fine. And then all of a sudden, the guy's like, do you have any allergies? And I'm like, yeah, I'm allergic to bees. He's like, man, we can't have that. And then <laughs> he like, <laughs> That's the end of the road. And he basically, wrapped, <laughs> he basically wrapped up the call. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm not a military guy. Damn, uh, imagine not being able to serve your country just because a little insect might take you down. Yeah, well, you know, that would have been great. Like, come times of, like, drafts and stuff, I would have been like, sorry. You could, die by, you could die by a bullet, son, but not by the, but not by the buzz of a bee. So if, if that guy didn't say that, would you have joined? I certainly would have taken another meeting, yeah. I, I yeah. like the idea of that. I, like, am infatuated. Like, Owen, my version of that is, like, the sea. Like, I would love to be, like, a merchant marine where you just, like, are working on a boat for six months, you go to a foreign country, you do stuff. And like, I would just picture myself like reading by candlelight. Yeah. And you got to think about if you join the Navy, <laughs> so romantic. you're like, <laughs> where you, <laughs> for the Navy, where you get stationed is typically at like pretty nice areas. Cause you're always by water, a body of water. So it's like a lot in San Diego or cross seas so I think there's a lot of benefits to that. All right, next question that was integral to our podcast. And I want gut reactions. And I'm just going to ask the question, and then I'm going to name somebody, and I need the first thing that comes to your mind, okay? Ready? <laughs> Owen, what is your military nickname? Uh, I said, I, as soon as you said the first thing that comes to mind, it said Buzz, but that makes <laughs> no sense. No, <laughs> I no feel like sense. that's what came to my mind first. Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> yes, I was going to say, but it's Buzz Lightyear that came to All right, well, Owen, Owen has his Buzz. Dennis, no, I buzz, don't like that name. Buzz is off the list. Dennis, go. What, I, I thought of Buzz, and then I thought of Sarge. So I don't think you can be you Sarge. Can't be Sarge. You, can't, you can't be Sarge. Colonel Sarge. Major Sarge. Sarge. Give me another one. Clear your brain and give me one more, Dennis. First gut um, reaction. I keep thinking Donnie for some reason. Okay. <laughs> Donnie, it seems like, like a like That's just another guy's name. Yeah, it's like right. Buck. All right, Buck and Donnie, or Buzz and Donnie. All right, I'm going to clear my mind. Somebody ask me the question. We sound like a donkey show. Buzz and Donnie. Somebody, somebody ask me the question. My mind is clear. Go ahead. All right, Kevin, what is your nickname? Skippy. <laughs> I like that. All right, so Buzz, Don, Donnie, and Skippy. Skippy the clowns here. All right, all right. Now, this is the third part of my integral questions 
All right, now we have Buzz, Donnie, and Skippy. <laughs> and we're all working on a plane together. One um, of these planes, like a Masters of Air. What is your role on the plane, and what is our plane's nickname? I'm so happy you asked that question, Kevin, because I had the same one. <laughs> um, I Can I say what I think someone else is? Yeah, please. Okay, I think Dennis is definitely the navigator. That's what I was thinking. That's what I would want to do. But Dennis is is Crosby, the navigator, where he's like a little (laughs) airsick. He's not really not really paying attention so much, and it's just like, whoa! I really like this guy, Buck. He's 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 the real deal. And he's writing the Apple Plus movie in his mind. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And then Kevin, I thought for you, there is there's the bomber that sits right behind the pilot and co-pilot. It's the guy with the metal teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, just because he's like leaning over both their seats trying to tell jokes. Oh, <laughs> so I was okay. like, this is perfect spot for Kevin that he's behind the <laughs> cockpit. So My gut reaction for myself was the one that stood out to me was the guy who goes down in the globe. And just kind of can like see everything and scout everything. I have very good vision, and I think I would be able to pick up on stuff. I just don't know if I'd fit in that thing. You gotta be. You're the yeah. one. You're the one shooting the most, and like, are those guys shooting? No, I think the guys. Oh the yeah, top are shooting. They have the no, best view. they're 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 all shooting. He's shooting the probably the most. Oh, then I think Owen's onto it with just the guy. Kind of, I can't, I couldn't fly the plane. I I can't drive with somebody in my passenger seat, let alone drive us fly a plane with six people. Oh, and so what are you? I'm a pilot, baby. Yeah. Oh. I, I, like <laughs> Owen would, I feel like, Owen, you'd be a better, uh, like, co-pilot. Like, you know everything to do. But then, like, sure. in the situation of actually flying, I feel like you'd freak out a little too much. Yeah. So I actually thought that, too. I was like, you know what? I could take over if the pilot's toast. Yeah. Give me Who's a... Who's our pilot, then? Preston Hawk. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Great answer. I can see him popping in the alley. He looks like Austin Butler a little bit. That's that's all I thought yeah. about this whole time. He says some things. Preston says some things like Austin Butler, and I was like, "You just need somebody with like irrational it. confidence." It's like it's weird because I, w- I don't know who, what you're doing, but I'll I'll die for you, my yeah. friend. <laughs> yeah. There's also a part. Yeah. There's also a part of this show. I don't think it's happened yet where I was like, "This is exactly how Preston would act in this this instance." So, but if he's gone, I think I'm confident that I could take over the bird and potentially get us home. I, I believe in that. I like this group right now: Bucky or Buzz, Skippy, and Donnie. And what's our plane's nickname? We have me, you, Preston. What's our plane's nickname? Oh God! Just how? What? Like, give me a word that just. Describes I don't know. Me. I'm just imagining a plane that doesn't make it back after their first trip. So I, I don't really know. Um, what was the, the other plane's names? They they didn't really touch on those. I think you had to pay attention to what they were called. I I forget which one that they they ride. The main on. one was the Flying Fortress. That's what made me ask. That's too lame. Yeah, we could be like the Flying Tortress or the Flying. <laughs> no. Or that we would be like the Driving Fortress. You know, just it's not flying. Hmm. <laughs> uh, All right, we'll uh, have to I... ponder that one. Um, <laughs> All right, let me just rifle through a few of my episode one highlights, get your guys' thoughts, and we'll call it a wrap. All right, Buck and Bucky dart throwing, or no, Bucky throwing dart. All right, guys. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's a mad lib. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's going to sound like one. A guy with Down syndrome throws a dart at Bucky's head. What the fuck was up with that? I forgot about that. Why did they need to work that in there, Owen? Is that historically accurate? Yeah, I didn't get that at all either. I think that they were probably trying to diversify the cast a little bit. Or, I, or maybe not. For a second, you're like, I didn't think there was Down syndrome people back then. I've never seen an old you know photo what? of a Down I, I think syndrome I now person. Re- <laughs> I think I now realize what it is. I think a Down syndrome person is going to save the day, and they're going to be like, "Look, this person has Down syndrome." But like, when it comes to throwing a dart in an enemy's face, this is our guy. <laughs> do you think so you like think that- this is what this movie or this show is? Is <laughs> <laughs> he's the hero at the end? I think they were showing that guy's like has uh, 
confidence, like drunk confidence or whatever. Hmm. What did you guys think of that dumb toss the salt scene where the guy oh spilled salt and then he like I'm like what the fuck are they forcing this in there for? You you said toss the salt. You yeah. said toss the salt. <laughs> like they must know everybody in the world has yeah. seen Dumb and Dumber and has seen yes. that shtick before. I think I'm like, are they yeah. trying to like get to an audience that hasn't seen Dumb and Dumber? Dumb and Dumber? Like I'm like ninety percent of the country seen that and movie <laughs> right before the guy. I'm like, oh, it'd be you know as soon as someone says whenever someone says you know salt over your shoulder for good luck i'm like oh i just think of the dumb and dumber scene and i didn't actually think the guy was gonna do it hold on when did the book come out was it before dumb and dumber good question maybe dumb and dumber stole this because they're like he literally took the salt shaker and threw it over his shoulder and maybe he said that book in the book came out in 2007 oh god <laughs> all right guy right, crosby <laughs> stealing material I think what that comes down to is just like whoever wrote that scene is so out of touch with reality that they just aren't, aren't in a world where everybody's seen Dumb and Dumber. They just thought but that he, was so clever. I also, as soon as it happened, I was like, he's going to throw the salt shaker over his shoulder. And yeah. he did it. And I was like, are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? It kind of took me out of <laughs> it. so stupid. That was just terrible writing. And it really fucked me up. Okay. Two more questions. When you watch a war movie like this and they are detailing the mission, it happened in Top Gun 2, it happens in every war movie, like where it's like, we landed 0900 Kuwait and we dropped. Like, can you guys follow these missions? I, for the life of me, never know what the fuck is going on. Hell no, dude. I have no <laughs> clue what they're saying. They'll drop like random city names they'll say the ceo and the hundredth crew is following up with 99th 94th and you're like yeah, i thought this was the hundredth like who's these guys how many planes are out there i have no clue what's going on so i i'm with you Kevin. yeah no I, I agree i mean i just i always just think it's kind of jargon and no one's supposed to get it right that was my question because I'm like, am I supposed to be following this or are we all just accepting that we're dumb and can't follow it? I mean, it's like it, it's like when you watch a doctor show and they're using like, give me a 5'2 scalpel and you're not supposed to know what that means. It's the same sort of shit. Well, well actually, Dennis, the 5'2 <laughs> scalpel is. <laughs> so I, uh, it reminds me of when I get like a Google Calendar meeting from HR on my calendar and it says like, 401k planning. And then all of a sudden I sign up for this. I sign up for this hour long call where I don't pay attention for one minute of it. it that's what it reminds me of. Um, okay, last question. What did you guys think of the CGI? I mentioned it earlier. Did, did you, There was two moments where it was just so shitty that I had to... Really? I was going to yeah. say, I felt like it seemed really good. There's an, uh, a part where one of the planes was going down in flames and doing, like, swirling down through the clouds. And I was like, damn, that looks pretty fucking good. Yeah, I think that I think that part that part looked good, but I agree with Kevin. There's a part a few parts where it just remind me of like in like a video game when your vehicle takes damage and like the way it's like parts come off, but like in a good spot and you can see like the wires inside and stuff. I don't know, it just seemed very there was a scene where Austin Butler was walking in front of the plane that was just damaged. I'm like, this looks so green screened. But I I think the really? flying stuff looked good. I think the close up of the damage of the planes didn't look good. There there were two scenes to me that stood out that like I actually had to write a note down about it. Was one they kept cutting to whatever was above the plane that like goes full three sixty. Owen, what is that thing? There's something on the, above the plane that like shoots around three sixty. I, I, it's just like the gunner. I don't know. For some reason, they kept showing that in stop motion. And I'm like, why the fuck is this stop motion? Like, why does it look like I'm watching an animated Christmas special? Kevin, I oh, think you yeah. just got bad internet, dude. Oh. <laughs> it didn't look that way at all. It was pretty smooth. Stop. It was very blocky. In the stop. <laughs> they brought in a Lego stop motion video. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's actually was playing uh fucking Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> Is you watching a, a Minecraft right. cover? This looks of, weird. <laughs> <the show. laughs> okay, well this the second moment, uh this happened prior, was right when the initial plane, like the first plane I saw take off just looked so fake. And I'm like, I just watched six episodes of Ted on Peacock. 
And I felt like there was a real fucking teddy bear there talking. Why can't this Apple Plus show make that plane look real? Damn. I I'm I guess I'm too like I don't have that good of an eye because I got tricked and I think now that you pointed it out, it's gonna drive me nuts the rest of the show. No, it's called um suspending reality or something or like disbelief or like it's like where you if you're really into it you allow yourself to just accept all the flaws and i think i was watching it more critically so don't let that fault you but yeah those are my uh questions on the show did you guys have anything else i i i was pleasantly surprised with the show i thought it was really good and i will probably keep watching um yeah. oh and have you seen the show there's a very similar show to this show on Apple TV, it's called. Oh, um, he froze. Is he froze for you, uh, Kevin? Mankind. What's it called? <laughs> you okay? So it's a space show. I guess so. There. <laughs> oh shit! I'm in low battery mode, so. That's what's happening with Neo, um, and my and it's really fucking things up. So I'm just trying to wrap it up. Oh man. And I just thought this all these technical difficulties at the end perfectly summarizes how well Skippy Buzz and Donnie would do in an airplane. Well, we got we're we're gonna get, we're getting we're gonna finish the mission. We're gonna come back with some damage to our plane, but I think we finished. We're gonna complete them. We're gonna complete it. What is this for, like, in the middle of it? Yeah, in the middle, we're just going to put it in there like, hey, thanks for listening, don't forget. We're not talking like that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I I refuse to make it sound like a commercial. We just got to tell everyone that they need to follow us on social media, at Pick Freaks on TikTok and Instagram, and to give us five-star rating. You can roast us, but don't give us less than five stars. Yeah, That's all we have to say. So just say that. Is there any, go. Yeah, if you're, uh, you're listening Just cut now. what I said and put it on there. Who cares? Muzzy now comes with four videos, two audios, a script book, parent's guide, a new exciting CD-ROM, plus this free bonus with your paid order.